All right, all right. Praise the Lord. All right, so we're in uh, Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. Just have one verse of Scripture. <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about the character of wives uh, tonight. And uh, because the verse deals with that, as we'll see here in just a moment. And uh, I think it's, you know, God's timing. We just celebrated Mother's Day and had a Mother's Day message. And, and uh, so uh, it almost uh, landed perfectly there. But last week on Wednesday night, we began the book of Proverbs. We looked at the first three verses, um, and uh, we, we really talked about a lot about uh, favorable, favorable behavior or unfavorable behavior, and we looked at the differences. In other words, uh, you know, one of the things we really spent a lot of time talking about was how foolish, and, and really the Bible defines it as being wicked, uh, to refuse correction. You know, people don't want to be corrected these days. They don't want to be told that they're wrong. And certainly that's going to cause a lot of problems in your life. Uh, we also talked about how God is always going to uh, bless those who live honorably. And that word honorably, if you remember, uh, it meant a lot of different things. It meant virtue, uh, excellent, right, uh, uh, pleasant, agreeable. And we also spent a little time talking about being approachable. Amen? You know, Christians ought to be approachable. Uh, and certainly, uh, those are some good things that, that we want to see in our own lives as believers. Um, and, but we, we tied all this into character qualities and, and we've learned about those that, you know, folks that, that struggle with these character qualities, um, that they're not stable. They're unstable in certain areas of life. They're, meaning they're, they're gonna be unstable on the job. They're gonna be unstable with friendships. They're gonna be unstable in their marriages. Uh, they're going to be unstable even with their church family, perhaps. In other words, there's always going to be some type of drama, <laughs> you know, some type of conflict that's always going on in their life, you know, with, with, with others. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with our character. Now, the whole, the whole chapter 12 actually deals, really, it just continues on with these character traits concerning the character traits of those that are right with God, uh, comparing those to the character traits of those that are not right with God. And I've always thought this, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, God's Word is, you know, inspired by God, so it's there, it's where it needs to be. But just uh, humanly speaking, uh, this verse just kind of comes out of nowhere to me. You know, it, it just kind of floats in there. And, and then the next verse, it, it gets off of the subject uh, concerning the wife, but it is in there. And, and, and again, it's, it's, it's uh, an interesting verse, and so we're going to spend the lesson just talking about this one verse tonight. Uh, and so it's verse 4, as you probably see there. And so I'm just going to read it tonight. You can remain uh, seated tonight. But Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4, it says, A virtuous woman, and we preached on virtuous woman uh, Sunday morning for uh, Mother's Day, but a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, uh, but she that maketh ashamed is a rottenness in his bones. And again, this is all in the context still, if you look at chapter 12 as a whole, uh, on the subject of proper character traits. And uh, so God makes a mention here, uh, emphasizes here, uh, a virtuous woman, more than just a woman, but even a wife, because it speaks of the husband, uh, that she maketh ashamed. Uh, is his rottenness in his bones. Father, we ask you to bless the teaching of the Word of God tonight and help us to understand some things. And, uh, Father, certainly we can all learn some things from this tonight. And, Father, just help me to teach it in a way that you'd have me to preach it. Uh, Father, to emphasize what you emphasize. And, uh, Father, that you might get a hold of hearts tonight 
And Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen uh, and amen. And so, like I said, it, it kind of just seems, you know, from my point of view, uh, somewhat just kind of out of, I wouldn't say out of place, but it, it's not what you expect. It's like, okay, I read that, and then I go to verse 5, and I'm like, okay, you know, verse 4 just kind of jumps out uh, uh, at me. Uh, and so, you know, again, God put it there for a reason, and so we we need to wonder why why does this verse go here? It needs to go here. Why would a wife be mentioned again in the middle of speaking about character traits? I think that's interesting. Um, and and again, it, it could be uh, that you know we've talked a lot about family. We've been spending a lot of time in Sunday school talking about family. But when it, if we think about it, when it comes to a family that the relationship between the husband and the wife really determines a lot. And it's not just the family. Uh, it's not just the husband and wife, but it's the whole family. And it's also everything that that family's connected to. Extended family, uh, their jobs, their church, other friends, certainly the children. You know, So all these things are connected to this. Uh, and I believe that's what God would have us to understand tonight. And so again, I want to say it again, the relationship between husbands and wives is really a, a huge determining factor in a lot of areas. In other words, that particular relationship, the relationship between the husband and the wife, uh, determines a family's fulfillment, determines a family's uh, um, uh, happiness, uh, contentment. Uh, certainly their success as well depends a lot on uh, the relationship between the husband and the wife. Because if you think about it, especially... Uh, you know, if we're talking about Christian families, uh, families that belong to churches, serving the Lord, those types of things, um, this spreads out. It goes beyond the home is what I'm saying. In other words, if there's problems in that marriage, if there's some issues going on there, again, it's going to affect that husband when he's at work, uh, the wife if she's at work perhaps, the children are going to go to school, they're going to struggle possibly in some areas. Uh, it can even get into the church family as well. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it really spreads in a lot of areas of life when the husband and wife relationship uh, isn't right. Uh, and so I believe that's what God would have us to understand. And so, again, when a husband-wife relationship is suffering or if it's breaking down, it causes pain that really goes beyond the husband and wife. Would you all agree with that? Y'all awake tonight? I put a lot of thought in this, so I'd really appreciate your input, okay? And so, so I, I think we need to understand some things. And I think, again, when I'm thinking about everything we've been studying in Sunday school, I think about the message Sunday morning, I believe God really wants to, to, to show us some things tonight, the importance of some of these things. And so, for whatever reason, God the Holy Spirit uh, directed the writer, uh, in this case, to single out the wife. So, pastor's not singling out the wife. God is, okay? Uh, and again, I, I just preach the word, amen? And, and uh, if God emphasizes something, then it's my duty to emphasize it uh, as well. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to focus in on the character traits of a wife and why I believe that it's very, very important. It's not, not that uh, it's not just as important for a husband or even children. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that as well as to, if time uh, will allow us. But I believe that we could safely say that whether it be children, whether it be mom, or, or whether it be dad that's not doing what they need to do, the home life can really help or hurt our character. You ever think about that? I mean, stop and think about it. It could really have an effect on our character. In other words, if, if things aren't going right, then we get an attitude. You know, we've talked about how we get attitudes, right? You ever get attitude? 
Yeah, we all get attitudes, okay? And then before you know it, your character begins to suffer a little bit. So, so there's a big connection here. So what goes on in the home is very important. Again, it goes beyond, as I said, beyond the walls of the home. What happens in the home, as mentioned, it affects us, you know, on the job, at school, wherever. And we think about a lot of the problems that we see today, just in society in general. Um, and again, taking into consideration some things we've talked about in Sunday school. And I think a lot of the problems we see today, uh, you know, just generally speaking, really are a result of God's people, men and women, not understanding their God-given roles in society. I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that we have today. In other words, God has it laid out, biblically speaking, what a man and what a woman ought to be. Right there would solve a lot of problems, wouldn't it? You know? But he also has a lot to say about the, the man's uh, role in the family, the woman's role in the family, the children's role in the family, uh, uh, even in society itself. And, and when we get away from our God-given roles, it just muddles everything up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You all, you all ever heard that word muddle? It just messes everything up. Uh, and, and it certainly does. And you end up really with, with not only women, but even men trying to, to take things on or to do things that God never intended them to do. Amen? Yeah, I believe that with all my life, with all my heart. And so again, I, I want you to understand that I believe this is what God is, is trying to help us with. And when we get things muddled up and we're doing things that aren't biblical, we're taking on things that, you know, we're not doing it God's way, what does that lead to? Well, it leads to bickering. It leads to fighting. It leads to people getting upset. It leads to things being said. It leads to people's feelings being hurt. And that just continues on. That leads into sin. That leads into disobedience. And again, we're back to developing bad character qualities. I think that makes sense, don't you? And so the Bible, and when I say the Bible, I'm saying God puts a lot of emphasis not only on the behavior of a husband, but also on the behavior of the wife. And I believe that's why we have this verse sandwiched in here in this verse. And I think it's important. Uh, to, to focus in on this and not skim over it. Because a wife has a lot of power uh, concerning the family that can be used for good or bad. You know, power is a good thing, but always remember that power can be used for good or bad. Uh, and the power, the influence of a wife, particularly on her husband, because that's what we're going to emphasize because that's what it's emphasizing here, has to do with how she's treating her husband, uh, says a great deal. And so the context of the verse, again, is in relationship to the husband. And I want to read it again. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is a rottenness in his bones. And so this is a verse that that uh, really, when you look at this verse, this verse is really about what can make or break a man. That's what this verse is about. It's really just as much about the man as the woman. It's saying here that, that a, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. A virtuous woman can make the man. And that's certainly true. Amen? That's why I say a, a wife's role is very important, very powerful. But she that maketh the shame, in other words, she doesn't honor that, is a rottenness in his bones. So there's a big difference. So really this is about, about a, a wife that can make or break a man. A very powerful uh, uh, tool that the, the, the wife has. In other words, we could say righteous wives are noble. They bring their uh, joy to their husbands. I'm paraphrasing 
Wicked wives bring shame to their husbands and destroy their joy. Because we're still talking about good character and bad character here, if we stay in the context of this chapter. So just a couple of things. Number one, a man's wife has the power to lift up or bring her husband down. And as we see here, not just here, but other verses of Scripture, it's a wife's uh, God-given role, her, even her duty, first of all, to God. Always remember that, ladies. Always remember that, husbands. In other words, husbands are commanded to treat their wives a certain way. Wives are commanded to treat their husbands a certain way, not for the sake of the husband first, not for the sake of the wife first, but for the sake of God you be a good wife. For the sake of God, you be a good husband. And all God's people said, yeah. See, when you look at it that way, you know, it changes things, doesn't it? And so it's a wife's duty to God, and certainly to her husband, as the wordage here is, to crown him with joy, honor, and respect. Uh, and that is the description or the behavior of a virtuous woman. And we preached on that just last Sunday for uh, Mother's Day, the phrase virtuous woman used here, and for what I understand, only two other times in all of Scripture, Ruth chapter 3, verse 11, and we looked at Proverbs 31, verse 10, um, and they, it means the same thing in every, uh, all three of those areas, uh, and it has everything to do with the character of a woman. And so, again, when we're talking about this, it really fits perfectly uh, with uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 12. We're going to read some Scriptures uh, here in just a little bit. So, but women with bad character, in other words, women that are not virtuous, they bring their husbands down. They bring shame to him. And we notice that the, the phrase used there is rottenness in his bones. In other words, her destructive behavior is, is like a cancer in her husband's bones. What does cancer do? Well, it eats away at life. And that's what he's talking about here. I mean, this is pretty serious when you stop and think about it. So, so a wife... Uh, who refuses to be a virtuous wife, um, uh, and, you know, I preach on those particulars uh, quite a bit. I'm not going to do that tonight. But, but a wife who refuses to be a virtuous wife, in other words, it eats away really at the husband's, that rottenness and bones, it eats away at his literal strength. It takes away the substance of his literal life. Amen. So this, you know, he just needs to get over it. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You don't realize. Amen? Amen. So what God, hey, we got to emphasize what God emphasizes, right? Right? A couple of you agree. Yeah, I think we need to emphasize what God emphasizes. And so again, it's so important. Let's just think about society today and the breakdown of the family. Don't we want to do it God's way? Amen. We want to do it God's way. And, and so again, it, it's something that's very important. That's not a family that's going to prosper. And so again, it's telling us here, if the wife has the power to lift up or to bring down her husband. And I think that's very important, sober, serious, I don't know. But, but the bottom line is, the, the, the other side of that has to be that a wife who does not crown her husband, again, with joy and honor and respect, uh, certainly is not a woman that's virtuous. She might be, you know, doing, you know, religious things correctly. But if she's not uh, bringing honor to her husband, listen, that's a character flaw. Amen. It's a character flaw. And we could say the same about men as well, but tonight we're looking at what the Bible's looking at. And so God has put this, you know, again, it, when you first look at it, it's almost kind of random. It just, To me, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. But I believe he's put this in here to show us that a woman can take 
a, a, even a st- stable, uh, upright, righteous man that's trying to do what he can. Uh, in other words, he's sincere. He's, he's following God the way that he needs to. But it can, if, if a wife is not virtuous, in other words, she has these character flaws, it can ruin him by bringing him disgrace. And God certainly frowns on that deeply. And so I think it's important that we understand this. Again, as we think about the way things are today, it's, it's uh, uh, certainly something I think we need to think about because this really says a great deal about our modern society and our culture, does it not? Could you imagine me saying these things in, in a secular room somewhere? I mean, they'd probably drag me out and stone me, right? Because the culture, what? I'm not doing that. But that's what God says, right? Who do you think's right? I think God's right, don't you? I mean, changing the roles of men and women, do you think it's helped America or hurt America? And guess who's suffering the most? Those little children. Amen. Hey, we just do it God's way, everything works out right. And number two, God has defined the roles of husbands and wives. But society, as I said, has caused a lot of women to rebel against those roles. And, and you know, don't get upset. I get on to the men too. When the Bible gets on to the men, I get on to the men. But but with when we think about the, the things concerning women and a lot of things that we watch on the news... You know, uh, I know we don't hear this phrase much, but the women's lib movement, and I'm just using that to catch all the feminist type things that are going on out there. Uh, a lot of your magazines, a lot of the daytime TV talk shows, uh, these attitudes uh, that are learned from the world, particularly by young ladies, they are producing marriages that cannot survive the fiery darts that come from Satan. And they come, don't they? Any of, any of us have been married for quite a while? The fiery darts come to the marriage, don't they? There's times. And we look at the divorce rate being over 50% for Christians. And I believe this is one reason why. It's not the only reason, but it's one reason why. Uh, and so God, again, when we get away from the uh, God-given roles of husbands and wives, it just causes a lot of problems. And uh, <clears throat> we're not going to uh, go there, but... But uh, we're going to go to some other places, but, but because I was there Sunday, I just encourage you to go back and read Proverbs 31, particularly from verses 10 to 31, as it gives us a description of a virtuous woman. Now, I'm going to be done here just a little bit. We're going to read some verses first. But I want to take a little time here uh, to talk to you about you know studying the Word of God. And I think all of us should should be somewhat of a student of the Word of God. And there's a great lesson <clears throat> that uh, a preacher uh, shared with me. He's in heaven now. But he, he shared this with me uh, concerning Bible study. Um, because a lot of times we get into this thing where we're trying to say, okay, uh, here, here's a precept, here's a standard. And then a lot of times people say, well, that was the Old Testament. And I'm like, okay, what's your point? <laughs> In other words, we tend to think that if something was in the Old Testament, it doesn't apply today. And so there's always a, a lesson that we need to learn. It's really a great lesson, and it's, it's called the doctrine of first mention. In other words, when we come to a something that uh, can be controversial like this, we want to go to the Word of God and we want to study it. We want to study it wherever it's mentioned in the Bible. And so there's the doctrine of first mention. 
And then you work from there, and even if it is a an Old Testament, something that's in the Old Testament, it's certainly, uh, in other words, if it's a command in the Old Testament, I believe that it needs to be followed uh, unless it is overridden in the New Testament, which is the case sometimes. But if it's not overridden in the New Testament, you need to do what God says. Amen? Now, now here's the thing. Um, I understand there's some cultural things we always need to keep into consider. But here's the thing with the Old Testament. We hear something that kind of ruffles our feathers a little bit, rubs our fur the wrong way, however you want to look at it. Hey, listen, it, it may bother you, but here's the thing. When we read something like that, always understand this, even in the Old Testament. Something in the Old Testament doesn't mean that God has changed how he feels about it. And all about you, but I want to know how God feels about something. Amen? In other words, if it's something that God doesn't like, I want to know about it. Amen? And so that's always important to understand. And I just say that because of the, I don't know why it's that way, but when we start talking about uh, the roles of women and, and men, uh, you know, you feel the tension in the air. And so, so again, we, we want to look at this from this, uh, from this point of view. So I want to look at a, a woman's role in relationship to her husband, because that's the emphasis tonight. So her relationship to her husband, again, according to the Scriptures. And uh, this will take a little bit, but not real long, and I'm not going to preach on each verse, but just I just want to read them to you, let God speak to your heart. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. Go ahead and turn there. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. And again, these are verses you may know, but I just want you to see it for yourself. Again, we're talking about uh, the woman's role in relationship to her husband according to the Bible. Very important. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. It says, unto the woman, this would be Eve, she had sinned. It says, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Now notice what it says, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now a lot of times that word rule, you know, you need to study that word out. It's, we're not talking about being a dictator. But, but we see there that uh, God has begun here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, he's begun to define the role of a, of a wife concerning her husband. Very important to understand. Now, we're, going to, we're not going to go to all the other Old Testament scriptures. There's many to go to, but for sake of time, we're going to go ahead and jump into the New Testament. We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And again, I'm, just read, I'm simply reading these to you, and uh, you let God speak to your heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Paul says, But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. And we would all say amen to that, right? And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of, the, and the head of Christ is God. And so we see there an illustration. It's more about the relationship of Christ and the Father. But we see there a, a, uh, an example that Paul himself gives. Again, this is a woman's role in relationship to her husband according to Scripture. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Begin with verse 22. Ephesians 5, 22. Actually, you know, we'll read verse 21 too, talking to husbands and wives, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. But verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. 
Uh, and so again, this is uh, God's role, uh, God's defining what a uh, wife's role is concerning her husband. Uh, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, you'll find Philippians, and just keep on going, you'll find Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 18. Notice verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the who? The Lord. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, preacher, what's the answer, you know, to families today? And always think about this verse, because you really have it, and you can outline it there in your whole Bible. Here's the key to a happy family right here. Look at verse 18. Wives submit, verse 19, husbands love, verse 20, children obey. You do those three, three things right there, you have a successful family. Amen? Is God wrong? He's not wrong. Amen. Notice verse 17, by the way. I said I wasn't going to preach on these, but I can't help it. Look at verse 17. Before those verses, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, what's it say? Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And then we have these verses concerning the family. Uh, So very, very important to understand. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy 2, uh, verse 11. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, uh, but to be uh, in silence. And don't get that confused with women not being able to ask questions and talk in church, but this has to do with the husband and wife. Then look at the book of uh, Titus. You've got First and Second Timothy, and then the book of Titus. Um, chapter 2. Again, we're just reading some things here. Uh, Verse 3 and 5. The aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, that means serious, uh, to love their husbands, uh, to love their children. Notice there, to love their husbands. And then finally, 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. And then we'll be done. Hopefully it's not been too painful for you. First Peter chapter 3, we begin with verse 1. We'll read down to verse 6. It says, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation, that is the lifestyle, the manner of life of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. What he's talking about here is a wife that's married to an unsaved man. You know, He says, if you... Be the wife you need to be for for the sake of God. Uh, certainly, there's a good chance that uh, you're giving a good testimony to that man, um, and uh, he could be saved. Now, this was people that got saved before they were married. Don't look at that, ladies, uh, young ladies. You know how many times have I heard? Well, I thought if I married him, I could get him, you know, right. And we got to follow the Bible. The Bible says you're not to be what unequally yoked. But these were people that had gotten saved after they were married. And so always remember that. But now here we get into some specifics concerning women. He says, Who's adorning? Let it not be the outward adorning of plating of uh, plating the hair and wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. Uh, in other words, not donning things that bring unnecessary attention to yourself. But let it be the hidden man. He's talking about the heart. Uh, the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible. Uh, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, 
which is in the sight of God a great price. What woman wouldn't want to be in the sight of God a great price? Amen. Amen. And he says this is what you need to be. I think it's important. Again, let's think about the family. Let's think about the breakdown in society today. God God has this figured out. Um, verse 5, For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. And notice it's always connected with that. It's so important. He gives an example, even as Sarah obeyed uh, Abraham, calling him Lord. Now, that's a lowercase l, not a not a uppercase l. Very important. Okay, So men don't get all, you know, <laughs> don't read into that, all right? And uh, so calling him Lord, uh, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid uh, with any amazement. Y'all not be scared to be a virtuous woman. Amen. Y'all not be scared to go against culture. Uh, that's what I believe. Amen. Uh, and so again, just some things there uh, I think that would really uh, help uh, families. And, and again, it, it, that's not the only problem in families today, but it is one of them. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I agree. And certainly there's the other side where husbands are not fulfilling their roles. There's the other side where children are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but again, uh, tonight God uh, mentioned, I think it's just interesting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm never, I'm always amazed studying the Word of God. You know, that, you know, you, you're kind of rolling along, you think you got this stride and you're, you're getting these, these, uh, uh, notes down and all of a sudden it's like, man, how does that fit? <laughs> but God knows, amen. Uh, he knows what we need. All right, so uh, we're going to get uh, Brother Brad there to play some invitational music.